This is Alonzo Bowden. I want to welcome you to episode 31 of Who's Paying Attention? I am recording this uh, from Vegas. I'm working at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club. I'm at the MGM Grand. Before I get started, a few quick shout outs. One, I want to shout out to On Air with Robert and Cece, a great podcast I did this week, which you can find on the Hookjaw Net Radio Network. And, and this is a special one. I've been hanging out all week with George Wallace who you can find at the Flamingo every night at 10 o'clock. It's the number one 10 o'clock show in Las Vegas. I know that because George told me it is. And also a shout out to Mal Hall, who I've been hanging out with and giving hell to all week. Mal is a brilliant young comic who I got to be nice to because I'm going to be opening for this kid one day. Check him out at Mal Hall, at M-A-L-H-A-L-L. Really funny. We've been hanging out. We've been having a ball in Vegas. This has been a wild week in Las Vegas. Tonight was the Pacquiao fight. By the time you hear this, you will have known Manny Pacquiao got his ass knocked out. I didn't see the fight. I was on stage probably as he was getting knocked out, but Marquez knocked him out. Kudos to Marquez. And anyone who says Manny was taking drugs, well, they weren't performance enhancing drugs. It must be some bad drugs if you taking drugs and get your ass knocked out. So that's that. Sorry, Manny. You are going to miss out on the Mayweather fight money. Also, what's going on this week? National Finals Rodeo. That's right. I'm in Las Vegas during Rodeo Week, and I will say that everybody I've talked to, from valets to waitresses to, to security people to the actual cowboys, says this is one of the greatest crowds to come to Vegas. These cowboys are nice. They're, they're really cool. They've been coming to some shows and laughing. I've been having a good time with them. But the trucks... Fellas, you're taking up the entire valet, which is giant trucks. <laughs> All kidding aside, I love them. So that's where I'm at. That's what's going on. If I seem a little rushed or a little weird, because it's Vegas. I want to get back out there. I don't gamble. I don't drink. I don't smoke. But I like to eat. And there's plenty of food in Vegas. I gained 30 pounds this week. Thank you, Vegas restaurants. So what's going on? Well, let's start. Let's start with the sad stuff. And get it out of the way. More stand your ground. Is if people are standing their ground again, here, here we go. More straight out, uh, justifiable, legalized murder. Okay, down in Florida, you probably heard about this. It happened uh, a week ago. Michael Dunn shot a 17-year-old named Jordan Russell Davis because Davis was in an SUV with a few other young black males, and the music was too loud. Michael Dunn was in the gas station. He pulled in. They were jamming in the SUV. He claims they pointed a shotgun at him. The police found no shotgun, no weapon, nothing like that. And this is what he did. He shot him. He shot multiple gunshots into the SUV, killing Jonathan John, uh, Jordan. I'm sorry. Killed, killing Jordan Davis. Then he picked up his girlfriend from the gas station and drove 173 miles home. He was arrested the next day. And of course, he was standing his ground, blah, blah, blah. Look, we, we got to stop this. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And just for those who say the racial element 
you know, oh, this is racist and you only care because a black kid got shot. Of course, I relate more to him. Listen, I was a 17 year old black kid who was so-called intimidating because I was tall and I was bigger than most 17 year old kids. And and I've had a police point a gun at me, which scares the hell out of you, but fortunately never shot. But here's the deal. Um, 73% of stand your ground killers go free after killing a black victim, but 59% go free after killing a white victim. You know what that means? That means we're above 50% on both sides. This is in Florida. So, so stupid cuts both ways. It's, it's horrible. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying that if you're truly threatened, that you don't have the right to protect yourself because obviously you do. And this law was written for somebody maybe walking alone, you know, down, say you're walking home on Miami beach and you get confronted or something, you know, yeah, there's certain situations where you're legitimately scared for your life. When kids are jamming music in an SUV and you happen to pull into the same gas station, your life isn't in danger, just your ears. It's, I, I don't even want to joke about it. It's horrible. And then, other things going on in stand your ground, self-defense. Uh, photo came out of George Zimmerman, the guy who shot Trayvon Martin, and he had a busted nose and bloody, you could see the blood on his upper lip. That What does that mean? It means he started a fight with a kid and got his ass whipped. And that doesn't justify the shooting. Nonsense. And this one, this, this, this blew my mind. In Minnesota, I don't know if you heard about this, execution. This wasn't even standing your ground or defending the house. This was straight execution. A man named Byron David Smith. Okay, he he lives in a small town in Minnesota. Two kids, and when I say kids, they're 17 years old. They break into the house. Byron's in the basement with uh, Mini 14 (laughs) and a 22 strapped to his chest. Who knows why he's, you know, waiting with these guns, but it's in his house. So he's a right to, but this is when it gets crazy. Nicholas Brady, who broke into the house, he comes down the stairs, okay? Smith shoots him, he falls down the stairs, then Smith stands over the kid and shoots him in the face to kill him, okay? That's an execution, that's not protecting your house. First shot protected your house, second shot execution. Then, Haley or Haiti Kiefer, a 17-year-old girl, follows Brady into the house. He waits for her, shoots her in the hip while she's on the stairs. She falls. Then Smith claimed she laughed at him. So his mini 14 jammed. He pulled out his 22, shot her in the chest numerous times, then put the gun under her chin, blew her head off, basically shot her through the brain to kill her and reported it the next day from a neighbor's house. Uh, at least they arrested him. Uh, it, it Again, there's no... There's no joke here. There's no words. You know, if someone breaks into your house, do you have the right to shoot them? Yes. I mean, you have a right to defend your home, of course. Execute them like that? I'm not buying it. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Thankfully, he was arrested. Maybe they'll find out. I'm sure there's more to this story. But, uh, you know, let, let's stop. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just have to put it out there because it, it bothers me. It truly disturbs me. So... We're done with that. Um, you know, uh, let's move on. Okay. You, I know you tune into the podcast like Alonzo. It's the holidays. We want to laugh. Give us something. All right. Here's one. <laughs> Jan Brewer. We all know Jan Brewer, Arizona's crazy ass racist governor 
Well, she's in trouble with the new Republicans because guess what? The Republicans are falling in love with Latinos because they lost the election and they want these Latino votes. So Jan Brewer ignored the DREAM Act. For those who don't know, that's basically the law that says if you're a young Latino, um, you're brought to this country as a kid, you're illegal when you're brought in, but you, you follow the rules. You do good in school, you get a job, you grow up, blah, blah, blah. You're a good American citizen. You're entitled to citizenship. You're entitled to work your way into citizenship, okay? And I'm being very broad in that, but Jan Brewer was like, oh, they're still illegals, and I'm not going to give them driver's licenses, and they're not going to be allowed to vote. And, it, and, and the Republicans are like, hey, uh, Jan, we had enough of you. Now, remember, they loved Jan when Jan was waving her finger in Barack Obama's face and, you know, disrespecting the president because he's black and so on. But now the Arizona Republic, they, which is a right wing newspaper, and they're like, we're against it. And they showed cases of other groups that have gotten driver's licenses that maybe shouldn't have got driver's licenses, you know, who were forgiven. And many prominent Republicans are stepping off from supporting Jan Brewer, Nevada, they're giving licenses to people through the DREAM Act and so on. So Jan's on the way out. Jan wants to arrest every Mexican and give them to Sheriff Joe. And you know, old crazy Sheriff Joe, who's still helping Donald Trump look for Obama's birth certificate and putting pink underwear on prisoners. Yeah, Jan, um, your day is done. Jan flipped when the Republicans flopped. She went the wrong way and she's, she's done. She's losing her support. So that's good. Uh, let's keep moving on. Flip-flopping and things not done. The fiscal cliff. And we all know we're about to fall off the fiscal cliff. Here comes the fiscal cliff. We're heading for the fiscal cliff. You're going to fall off the fiscal cliff. Hey, we're all going to roll broke when we fall off. This, this is a manufactured, and when I say manufactured, Congress does very little, but what little they do, they do badly. That's that's the good thing, right? You know, we don't do much work, but when we do it, we do a poor job. So when they deferred the work that they should have done on the debt ceiling and put all these automatic cuts in place, okay, that, you know, they're going to cut the budget on all these different things and they're going to raise taxes and it's automatically going to happen December 31st or January 1st. This is the fiscal cliff. Well, now they have to work on it. But as you know, Boehner said, well, we can't work on it with a lame duck Congress because a lot of these congressmen are going to be out of here. And, and now Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, he's talking and he says, we need to cut Social Security and Medicare. And the Democrats say, OK, but to do that, we want to raise taxes on the rich. And the Obama administration offered $400 billion in reductions if they will raise taxes on the rich. And the Republicans response was, well, that offer is not serious. In other words, we refuse to compromise. We absolutely refuse to work with you. And just to say that I'm not purely, listen, the Republicans say we need to raise the age for Medicare. I agree. Listen, people are living longer. Social Security and Medicare were designed when people were probably dying at 70 in their early 70s. Now people are living into the 80s. So maybe we come up with a way over a period of time to delay benefits. But, but th this, you know, my way or the highway, listen, we all know what's going to happen, right? Nothing's going to get done till right before Christmas and then before they go on vacation, because you better believe they will go on vacation. OK, they may not settle the budget. They may not keep us off the fiscal cliff, but you better be damn sure Congress and the Senate will go on vacation on time. Before they do, they'll come up with some emergency last minute measure or they'll do nothing.
one or the other. And and with the work they do, maybe doing nothing is a better way to go, except for the middle class people who would have to pay $2,000 more in taxes. So that that's it. Merry Christmas to us all. Now, speaking of financial matters and the end of the world due to the re-election of Barack Obama, how about the Dow? The Dow's back up over 13,000. Oh my God, seems like the stock market is doing okay. Unemployment drops again. Unemployment is down to 7.7%. Still high, but it's dropped. It would be it would be a little lower, except that uh, Mitt Romney is currently unemployed. <laughs> Sorry, was that mean? Did I kick him while he was down? Am I no good? Eh, I'm, I can live with that. Okay, now, just to show that, you know, it doesn't matter what side. Okay, a politician's a politician. Uh, have you heard of Liz Fowler? Liz Fowler was one of the Obama aides. Um, and I'm sorry, but because... Okay, let me explain to you a technical difficulty. I am recording this on my iPad because I'm in Las Vegas in my beautiful hotel room overlooking the strip and loving the view. Anyway, getting back to business. The way the iPad works, I can't read the article and record at the same time. It's either or. Damn it, Apple. What, what's wrong with you geniuses? Work this out, or maybe I should just buy another laptop computer. No, sticking with my iPad. But anyway, so I can't read what her exact title was in the administration, but she was involved in developing the Obamacare Affordable Health Plan. She is now leaving the Obama administration to become a lobbyist for Johnson & Johnson. And let's give it up for a Democrat finally learning from the Republicans how this political thing works. Damn it. I have picked on the Democrats for so long for being dumb and weak and not learning to play the game. So kudos to you, Ms. Fowler, for understanding how it goes. Create a law, then join a company that profits from the law and go back and argue for the company with the people you created the law with and line your pockets. Congratulations to a Democrat who figured it out, you lowlife lobbyist, you. What else is going on? Oh, man. How about this? Let, let's talk about Susan Rice. Okay, let's talk about our, our ambassador to the UN. Um, Fox News, you have to stop. You, you just have to stop picking on Susan Rice. It, it, the whole thing is ridiculous. This, and for anyone who's not really up on it, I'll give, again, I paint stuff in broad strokes. I can't do the details. But basically, Susan Rice went on the morning news circuit, the Sunday morning news circuit, talking about uh, Benghazi and the ambassador who got killed. And she gave measured information, perhaps misinformation. She gave what the CIA told her to say is what she said. She said that some of it is untrue, but it, at the time it was protecting secret information. Look, I don't know, and I promise you, we will never know what exactly went on. But basically, she, I would say, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is my opinion, not absolute fact. She was part of the government cover-up for whatever went on because there are certain secrets they don't like to talk about. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's what's done. This is the Fox News part. They're all over her. You know something? When they, they weren't all over Condi Rice. Remember when Condi was saying there were weapons of mass destruction everywhere? Condi saw weapons of mass destruction in your backyard. That's right. You had them hidden in your, in your pocket. Listen, they didn't attack her, but this is the worst part. They're sitting around calling Susan Rice incompetent. Okay, you support 
Sarah Palin. You can't support Sarah Palin and call anyone incompetent. Fox News, as long as you support Sarah Palin, the only people you can call incompetent are Snooki, Kim Kardashian, and Honey Boo Boo. Those are the only women you can actually pick on and call incompetent. And Honey, we're not even going to blame Honey Boo Boo because look at her mom. She's a victim of circumstance. So stop picking on Susan Rice. You have Fox News has no credibility left. None. They, they've blown it. They've thrown it away. This is ridiculous. Hey, well, let's go to Sarah Palin and have her call Susan Rice incompetent. How, how long would that debate last? That would be a worse beating than Joe Biden put on Paul Ryan. And we all remember that whoop ass. Uh, here's another reason you have to stop Fox News. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. Once again, Bill O'Reilly's protecting Christmas. Bill O'Reilly has this weird fantasy that there's some kind of war on Christmas, like there's liberals and progressives and atheists hiding. Look behind your Christmas tree. There's an atheist declaring war on Christmas. Hey, 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 hey. Who's that behind Santa Claus? It's a progressive declaring war on Christmas. This is the most paranoid delusion. It's hilarious, except that he has a forum to talk about it. So this is his latest one. He invites Ben Stein. You remember Ben Stein. Ben Stein is an actor who talks like this, very slow, very deliberate. And he's done some, I think he did some aspirin commercials and he had a game show called Win Ben Stein's Money. Anyway, um, Fox News lists him as an economist. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's listed as. He's an actor. He's an entertainer. He's a performer. He's listed as an economist. That's almost like an intro. You know him. You love him. Actor, entertainer, voice performer, and now economist, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Stein. On the O'Reilly Factor, Ben Stein is the Jewish guy who he enlists as an aide in the against the war on Christmas. Now, this is what got him all fired up. Santa Monica used to have nativity scenes displayed, and they stopped doing it. They, they won't display scenes, in the, and that's the war on Christmas. Um, Christmas has to be the most popular holiday in the world, the most well-known. Everybody knows about Christmas. There's, there's a billion Buddhists in Asia who know what Christmas is. Um, Christmas trees are called Christmas trees. You know, what kind of tree is that? It's a Christmas tree. Well, it's a, it's a Oregon, Oregon pine, but it, ah, it's a Christmas tree. That's what kind of tree it is. Hey, those lights, what are those colored lights that you hang around your house? I like that electric light display. Oh, you mean the Christmas lights? Yeah, that's what we call them, Christmas lights. Go to the store, go to the store and ask for winter solstice lights. And they will escort you to the door and kick your ass out and say, come back when you want to buy some damn Christmas lights, because that's all we sell here. But Bill insists there is a war on Christmas. Hey, Bill, maybe you can get Susan Rice to give some of her incompetent uh, misinformation to help you against the progressives in the war on Christmas. This, it, it's absolutely hilarious. He was once on and you need to look this up on YouTube because it was really funny. He was on Letterman's show and he was talking about the war on Christmas. And basically Letterman said, hey, Bill, isn't that just a a few crazy people like the ones who wanted to put diapers on the horses that pull carriages through Central Park? Just a few crazy anti-Christmas people. We'd be all right. 
All right, I'm going to wrap this up. It's been fun. I know it's been a quick one, but I'm on the road. I'm working with an iPad. I'm getting back to Vegas. But, but I'm going to prove to you, this is the final proof there is no war on Christmas. Go to YouTube and look up DMX doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. When DMX, DMX, who's been arrested, he's, he ties in everything here. He has a home in Arizona, right? He's been arrested by Sheriff Joe. DMX, he's tying in my whole podcast. Hell, he may have fought Pacquiao one day. I don't know. But he does Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And until you've heard DMX do it, you haven't heard it done. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Christmas. Go to YouTube. Look up DMX doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Look up Mal Hall and support him. Check out my man, George Wallace. Happy holidays. I love you guys. Did I say happy holidays? I didn't mean that. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Damn Christmas. That's for you, Bill. This is Alonzo Bowden. Check me out in Washington, D.C. I'll be there this week from December 13th through 16th and December 20th to 23rd. I will be at the Irvine Improv. I'm recording something new for you guys. I'll have a new CD out soon. Love you. Thanks for listening. This is Alonzo Bowden. Keep paying attention.